You're listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. You can find out more about this and other network shows, as well as Small Town Monsters films, books, our upcoming Kickstarter campaign, and much more at smalltownmonsters.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of STN Live. My name is Aaron, and I still have the uh, privilege of being your host. I have to assume that Seth doesn't watch this show, and that that is why I have not been fired yet. Uh, but no, thank you all for being here this evening. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you on these Sunday night live streams. Uh, that was a trailer for Werewolves Unearthed, which if you have not seen it yet, is now available on Prime Video, as well as YouTube with ads, but you can rent or own it without ads in high def on Prime Video, which I think is pretty great. We've got a great show tonight, folks. We've got a guest that I can't wait to talk to. Good buddy of mine. Uh, super excited to pick his brain about some stuff. But a few announcements we've always got to get to at the top of the hour. Monster Fest 2 is coming on June 29th. We still have a few passes left at VIP Level 2, which gets you a whole bunch of exclusive merch, stuff that I don't even get, and I get to help run the thing. I don't even get this stuff, like a tote bag, a mug, some cool, a cup. It's a cup. Bunch of cool stuff. Uh, you can get your tickets at stmmonsterfest.com or at smalltownmonsters.com uh, as soon as possible, I would I would recommend. In addition to that, there's a bunch of stuff you can get at smalltownmonsters.com this week. We have a special... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. I practiced this all day and then I literally choked. We have a special, very limited run available on the American Werewolves VHS, which includes some special features. Uh, there are not very many of these available. They may not be available again anytime soon. So head over there and grab one of these while you still can. And coming tomorrow, super hyped on this, we have another episode of The Lore You Know. This week's guest is Jessie Desmond. You may recognize her from her appearance in On the Trail of Bigfoot, Land of the Missing. Jessie comes from Fairbanks, Alaska, and has a ton of great stories to share. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. This is probably one of my favorite episodes so far of season two of The Lore You Know. And this is very exciting. I have something I can't wait to talk about here in about three seconds. This is a world... Uh, a breaking news announcement. I didn't come up with a clever way to say that. Werewolf Wednesday is coming. On October the 25th, we will be streaming consecutively Skinwalker Howl of the Rougarou, The Bray Road Beast, The Dogman Triangle, Werewolves in the Lone Star State, Werewolves on Earth, and American Werewolves. Consecutively, all in a row, on YouTube. Come check it out. Come hang out in the chat. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done one of these. I'm super excited. I'm going to be lurking in there all day. So definitely come say hi and watch all of these movies. We've had some uh, comments and some questions lately. Where's the Dogman stuff? We want more Dogman stuff. So we're just going to dump a whole bunch all at once at you. And then, of course, as always, I've got to mention the next Kickstarter campaign, which is February 1st of next year and gets you on the ground level of our next round of projects, including some Dogman stuff. So enough of that, guys. Enough of me. Uh, let's get tonight's guest up here. Again, good buddy of mine, all around awesome dude, super intelligent, Mr. Mike Ann of Tactical Bigfoot Research. How are you, brother? Good, brother. How are you doing this evening? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Awesome. You sound great. Awesome. And I'm good, man. I've been looking forward to this. So I appreciate you being here, making time. Appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, not in my studio, so I might have a little background noise, but uh, I'm here to kind of help. No, out. I see some great good. friends here in the chat and everything. So you're good. I see a Jeep. I see some. It's probably not a Jeep. It's probably better. No, than that's a old Land Rover. That's a dis Land Rover Discovery. Oh, they're not Discovery. I mean, um, uh, it's a 100 Defender. That's what I'm looking at. I had a oh, Discovery, man. but that was uh, 
research area in Chautauqua County, and there were uh, multiple of these things abandoned. The kid was working on getting them, and it just I always just wanted out, one out of the woods. Yeah, just out part of the woods. Yeah, and what? when I went back to see if I could buy one from the uh, the property owner and her kid, and they're like they had already sold all of them, and I'm like they're all wow. parts, and yeah, they were absolutely. You know, those 1970s military grade, you know, no faster than 70 miles an hour. So that's a paranormal investigation right there. Where are all these Land Rovers coming from? Uh (laughs) Um, Before we get into our discussion, I always want to shout out and thank our new squad members. Um, Scott Bolger joined the squad this week, as well as Kyle Five. So thank you guys. I'll say this every single week. Uh, The squad makes what we do possible. We really appreciate all of you. Um, I also wanted to take one second. I forgot to say this earlier um, and just thank uh, a few people that work in the background really, really hard at STM and do a ton of stuff that I neither understand nor know anything about half the time. Um, But it makes everything we do possible. Zach, Courtney, Heather, of course, you guys know from the lore, you know, she does a ton of background work. Um, Adam as well. I think a lot of times we get used to seeing people on camera. But for every every three minutes you guys see on camera, there's a million minutes that go on in the background that all of those people make possible. But of course, Alex, Seth, Eli, everybody works super hard. That's just been on my mind lately. I wanted to throw that out there. All right. Now I will stop talking. Mike, for anyone <laughs> who may not be familiar with you, hasn't had the pleasure of meeting you, uh, who are you? I am Michael Ann. Uh, I am the founder of Tactical Bigfoot Research. I am a co-host with my partner, Christy London, uh, Psychic Medium. And we do a show every so often on Tuesday nights. Christy's out of the falls and been doing some paranormal stuff. And I do the Bigfoot end of things and uh, got into this crazy thing a couple years ago. Uh, ended up being out. And I don't know if you want that story now or not. Or Hey, it's we're- just been a... We're, we're real loose around here, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, I was, uh, out with some, uh, a health issue and some surgery and ended up crossing some information about a local sighting, which led me to a, this is the short version, uh, ended up to a Bigfoot conference in Chautauqua County where I met Steve Culls, the Squatch detective. Um, which kind of dragged me over to the Adirondacks and kind of where this night will go uh, and going talking about, you know, the after, after the journey, um, which brought me to a lot of other groups, uh, including Nestra, uh, which has been featured on um, Doug Hychek's, you know, uh, program and a couple others. Uh, also worked with some folks out of Pennsylvania and Eric Altman and that crew down there. So that whole Chestnut Ridge group. So kind of got that that run through. And then I've been down to Florida and spent some time with Matt Larson down there that Alex has done some stuff with. So kind of up and down the coast. And then I was kind of uh, brought into Project Zoobook. So um, I've got a background in archaeology and anthropology and law enforcement uh, and criminal justice. So try to use everything in my experiences over the years to kind of chase after the topic and make it fun for the whole family and make it an educational experience as we collect the data along the way. So a little bit about what I've been doing. So about five years I've been going through this. So I am by no means an expert. I just try to use my experiences in other duties to help folks collect their data. Yeah. Are any of us really an expert on this stuff though? Like, no, you know, I, I've yet, <laughs> you know, unless you talk like 
Dr. Meldrum, you know, my, and, and that's, that's a good point, Aaron, is that we all have some sort of expertise. And when I talk to experiencers, witnesses, um, everybody has something to offer that newspaper delivery man at three o'clock in the morning is taking a newspaper and is going to see something on the side of the road that somebody else isn't going to pay attention to at eight o'clock in the morning when they're driving down the road, because there's nothing else there. You know, you answer animals and maybe a single car. Your artist is going to pick up colors and shades more than somebody else would. Your doctor is going to, you know, or a, a dance instructor is going to notice movement. Um, so expertise in different areas is always, I'm trying to find somebody that can, you know, show me uh, somebody that works at a perfume counter is going to notice smells differently than the rest of us. A chef is going to have a taste different, you know, the air and we get That's a that. great point. Wow. You know, so we all have something to offer. Um, and most of the time, I, you know, being brought into this by calls and the debunk end of things, um, that's my big thing, but it's to document the stuff that we can't debunk and share that with folks that are out there. And there's my co-host there, Christy London, down there in the bottom of the comments there. I see. There's Christy. So, yeah. yeah. And I and, didn't put this in the notes I sent you because I'm dumb, but we do, of course, have to talk about where's my sage a little bit. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's my it's 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 our thing. You know, we do we do a podcast and we talk about all the walks of life and the journeys and stuff like that. But Christy and I out and do investigations and her. You know, when we, we talk about this, you know, my opinion is more flesh and blood and she's kind of on the paranormal thing. So, you know, it's it's kind of a good give and take. And have I used a psychic medium to put us in different spots or has she chimed in when we've been in the field? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been an experience and uh, she's good at what she does. And I say that from personal experience where I needed help finding some paperwork couple of weeks ago uh, after passing of my mother and she put me right on that stuff within five minutes and the whole family went, I can't believe with the conversation that she just put you on that thing. But she's also put us on places with groups all over the place where she's told us where stuff is and we kind of walk away, but yet I still don't believe in the whole teleportation thing. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to teleporting Bigfoots here in a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> even though you kind of already answered the question, but no, oh, well, there's more to it. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, a big, just hello to everybody who may just be joining us. Yeah. Um, if this is your first one of these shows, just in case you're not aware, uh, we love to take audience questions. So any questions or comments you guys have for Mike um, about the movie, about what Mike does, about where's my sage, uh, please throw them in the comments and we try to get to as many as possible. I see our good friend, Alex Petikov in the audience who yeah. uh, Alex taught me how to use StreamYard. So all these mistakes I make, you know who to talk to. No, I'm just kidding. Alex is awesome. Great teacher. Yep. I'll be in the woods. With, I'll be in the woods with him next week. I see Carrie's in there. Sassy Spot. So. Oh, there she is. She, hey. Yeah. She plays an important part in some of our technology stuff. There along she is. The way. So her name passed her me here and I was like, wait, yeah. Man. Sorry, keep, please continue. No, I'm just saying Carrie plays a big part when it comes to the, the 3D scanning stuff that I talk about. She was the, she folks is the first Bigfooter that I know of to use a 3D scanner because she called me one day and said, I'm in the middle of the woods and I have my phone and I have my dog and I have no casting material. What do I do? And uh, my research partner is a, uh, my, besides Christy, I have a, a 
field biologist friend that I go out with. And he was showing me some of the scanning stuff that he was doing with some different animal nests. And uh, I said, hey, you got an iPhone or you got a droid? Go look and see if there's an app. And she is the first person that I know of to actually use the 3D scanning app. So I got to give her credit. So yes, I told her to do it. Yes, I saw it from somebody else. But she is the first person and hopefully she's still got those scans to actually use that 3D scanning app. So Larson may have showed it on his video to Alex, where it's kind of gone from there. But mm-hmm. Carrie's the first one to use that on a track. I was going to say, we, you know, you mentioned Alex. We do see that in some of the Beyond the Trail stuff. And, yeah. you know. Uh, but that's how that all came, well, that's came cool. around. And, you know, oh, I don't have my green screen tonight. You know, it's, it's all, I have to turn this off in a second. Just roll some stuff. No, nah, it's looking yes. good to me, but you know, whatever you want to yeah. do. <laughs> Ninja hands, you know. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the history on the 3D scanning. And folks, if you're out taking photos and doing that, um, and I don't want to sidetrack you, Aaron, I know you got a list of questions there. Oh, hey, um, no, man. No, but, I, pref- uh, I prefer that you just talk and I'm here to hang out and make surprise faces. You know, and stuff. Um, you know, that's the whole point. So, you know, and, and, and the thing <laughs> is it, with, with those, uh, those, uh, you know, I talk about apps coming out my ears and those 3D scanning apps, I mean, are just, they're there, but you got to practice what you're going to use before you get in the field. Somebody sent me some video the other day and they're like, hey, these guys are using an app and nobody checked it out before they left the house. Um, know your gear before you walk in the woods, folks, because you don't want to rely on something and it doesn't work or that safeties are still on things and they're still taped shut when you need first aid gear or something else. But that 3D scanning app basically is photopictrometry where it's taking multiple photos and stitching them together and we'll get more into photos and stuff i think a little bit later when we talk about some some stuff that you and i talked about so earlier pre-show so no i just i think it's so great though that that technology is available now because that's not something you know that we had in the golden age of sasquatch research that's that's something that just about anybody can get their hands on and now you know i can't cast a print with plaster i can't do that but i can use a smartphone app so no i love that you talk about that and, and that's just that I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some more of the apps, but I carry a spare phone or a spare tablet with me. Usually it's a spare tablet because I have them integrated into one of my my two ATN thermals or my Seek or equipped in a, a thermal. So it's so important to have that info. And the nice thing about that scan is I can send it to you. I can send it to somebody else. And if they've got a newer computer, there's the 3D, you know, apps where we can just turn around and pull them up. I mean, that's that's an amazing thing with that. I mean, it's just, it's one of those, yeah, it's there. Do we have it? Can we use it? You know, um, here, I'll send you, uh, see if I can share this to you. I only have one screen with me today. Um, come back over to you, Aaron. And nope, not that one. We're going to go that window. So I just sent you over. Uh, so, oh, yep. You're Should I go, there. go ahead and pull it up? Okay. I didn't, yeah, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't so, ask you before I did that. I was just like, no. <laughs> so, but this is, this, this is a 3d scan blueprint. You know, oh. this is from one of the three 3d apps, but it's practicing with that ahead of time. And I can put that in and actually spin it a couple of different ways. If I really want to take a look at how that looks with that print. So I think there's another one here. So there's another angle of it. And that's from a phone for taking some screenshots. 
So we can look at it all different directions and really take a look. And in the past, you know, I'll close that one out for right now. Um, we don't need to go back to that video either. Where's back to my screen? So I used to have it two screens, and I'm just working on my laptop tonight. Um, the you, ability you are, to take... I, you've already demonstrated that you know more about this platform than I do. So no, please, please continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's there's some things. Um, not my defender. That was somebody else's, but I. It was, that was, was a good day too. That was a that was a day I actually watched Steve Culls take and have to carry. Well, we had to run to the car to get the casting material. We had to get so that's actually pretty good that somebody brought that up. Um, you know, and, and now you got a five mile hike back in with the casting material where I could just stick my phone and go. Oh, I'm done. I took 27 pictures. Now I got it from different angles and some stuff. So that's where we really we really want to get and look at those kind of things. So. That's the coolest thing, man. I've been so stoked on it ever since I've seen it starting to pop up, you know, in some of these documentaries, like, oh, I want to go find some prints now. Not that I wow. didn't want to before, but. <laughs> you know, I, I watch what my buddy uses and he's got one that goes to the laptop and it's just like, wow. But now you got to carry the laptop and you got everything. These phones are coming along. The tablets are coming around. I mean, that, I am not an iPhone person, but that the LiDAR scanners they have on there get a little bit, but we've used it to, uh, to look at, you know, like tr dog tracks in, in, um, saw Eli popping down there. Um, we thought it had a cat track, but when we used the scanner, we could see there was a slight impression for a nail that you could tell that was dog. So, um, so it's That's, a wonderful thing, you know, with a double bear, you know, the double bear steps, you can see that kind of stuff. So that, that scanning kind of, it, it helps, but you want to make sure you have a redundancy system. You want to have some, some battery backup or a second phone, that way you still have communications to the outside. So. Sure. Yeah. And it really kind of takes us beyond. Um, and we'll get to some audience questions here in just a second. I'm just so I'm super excited about this technology. It kind of takes us to where somebody like me who can't necessarily tell the difference between oh, this animal there? or that animal. Yeah. Can you hear me? Did I freeze? Did you freeze? Uh, I can hear you, but you're not moving. Hello? Uh-oh may have a potential internet connection problem folks you dropped oh oh there we are can you hear me did sir? you drop or did i drop i think it was you but it could okay. have been me i don't know the audience could probably tell us yeah who, who dropped <laughs> because i carry redundancy <laughs> internet with me so that's 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 our trivia question tonight who fell out <laughs> who fell out yeah and i'm gonna <laughs> but we're... i'm gonna get the backup internet up and running just in case we're all back now. Yeah, I also have some backups I can a backup yeah. I can throw. But let's let's get into some audience questions here. We've already got a few that are popping up. I think these are great questions, especially for Mike, because I'm not as smart as he is. Uh, Darren Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Darren Hamilton asks, "Was the Colorado squash uh, deducted yet?" I think. Are we talking about the video from the train that's been going the, around? The Valdez Sassoon one, I guess, is or the Head and Shoulders, the way Blurry Creatures put it. But Jeff Smith from <laughs> uh, Squatch Tracks, I know he did a nice, real work, good workup on it, and I know Calls did a nice workup on it. Um, it. Yeah, I think it's pretty much been throw it out the window kind of thing. So. Yeah. 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 I do think it's cool. I love the idea that there's a guy out in the desert or the scrubland, wherever it is, um, just punking people in a, in a Sasquatch suit. I love well, that. Well, there's, there's a company that's right there that's a like a Bigfoot 
camping comp like trail camping trailers or something like that like that's the both guys re both steve and jeff reached out to the company and like hey and they got the ha ha back and forth you know it's i mean that's that's the thing is you know i i we can take this topic right now and so many people have you know use it for marketing that in those cheap costumes you know, I, I was in a knife show. I make I make tactical knives, chef's knives as well. And I mean, that's kind of introduced me to like the, the bushcraft community, which is kind of important, you know, in my research, you know, naked and freed folks. But this guy rented a costume for a weekend. He's now bought it, but he was always Sasquatch approved for USA Mabelades. I mean, I'm not giving, I'm just saying the guy does the whole thing. And he's like, I could spend thousands of dollars on print media and, and advertisement. He goes, I bought this costume. Everybody went to pictures with it at the show and posted it all over the Instagram. So all these world famous knife makers and celebrities that were at this show, all taking pictures with Bigfoot. You know, a buddy of mine was at Overland East, which is a, a, a an, ex, an outdoor like Jeep and Overland and, you know, Forerunner Expo. And there were, he said, like every other booth had somebody in a Bigfoot costume. I mean, it's... Oh, it, wow. The marketing behind it, it, it's there. I mean, so look at the advertisement. You're going to see these costumes are everywhere. And how many folks that do cosplay and, you know, the chewy costumes are now, you know, and that's pretty much what it looks like, you know. We do have one comment on that from uh, Seifer Dean. Uh, you could get shot doing that. I would agree. Um. <laughs> somebody, I, th I think somebody down, down south got run over, if I remember correctly. I do remember hearing something about yeah. that. I can't cite a date or a location, but I do. Uh, I do remember like Georgia or that. North Carolina or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm always concerned for Eli when he's working on mysteries and monsters. Um, yeah. I actually thought the Colorado Sasquatch might be Eli working on mysteries and monsters, but I was wrong. Um, oh, we have a new squad member. Okay. Not yeah. The hat wasn't there, so it can't be him. Um, but welcome, Randy Simpson, who just joined the squad. We really appreciate you. Thank you for uh, supporting the channel and supporting small town monsters. Um, here's another good question from Peter Birdsall. Do you believe that Sasquatches have souls? Hmm. Never had that question before. Neither have I. Now I'm really thinking about it. Like I'm really picking it apart. I'm going with yes. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what they are and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, yeah. you know what Mike thinks Sasquatch are, but, uh, that's an interesting question. I think it would depend on what we think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that would definitely, I'm going to, I'm going to pop out quick and try a different internet and see if this is going to help us a little bit. Okay, cool. We will eagerly await your return. Good, sir. Hopefully it doesn't, he's not gone too long because I'm not interesting enough to keep this show going. Um, no, but for those of you just joining is that us, better? <laughs> Oh yeah, you sound great. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were going to disappear, and I was like, what are "No, the, it's what are the announcements?" My, my life, no. sa my lifesaver. This thing saves my life more times than not. I had to hotspot this. Here's a fun trivia fact: I had to hotspot this entire show off of my phone a couple weeks ago um, because the internet here just it just went away. It left. It was done yep. for the evening. Um, anyway, next question from the audience. <laughs> uh, oh, I like this one. Real point blank, like. Let's go question here from Linda Trisdale. Where do you really think Bigfoot comes from? Which is kind of what we're about to get into. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, talking to the witnesses I've talked to, 
um, some very close to, you know, losing, worry about losing jobs or deathbed confessions for, for one gentleman. It's, 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 you know, he's still giving me that info and he's going to be passing soon. So he's not like, he asked me to take his ashes back to that location and God bless him, you know, a hundred percent. Um, the, the human primate, us as primates, which we are, but that whole look, the, the lore, the history, the, you know, at least from what I can find at this point, again, we have no experts, we have no body, we have nothing, but we are finding more and more branches in our family tree. Um, let's go down for me. I'm on that path. Just because it's it's something, if it is on our path somewhere or a flesh and blood creature, it makes it easier for me to look at it scientifically. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is something that's popping in and popping out, okay, um, why is it going after food? Why is it, you know, with all those reports of, you know, fishing, hunting, all that, why do we have scat? You know, if it... If it's an interdimensional traveler, is it coming here to use it the litter box or, you know, it, it, it's there. Um, and we're getting stuff now with the new footprints found out there in New Mexico. They're rewrite, They're looking at rewriting some of the where we came from and the direction we came from. Did Was it the land bridge coming down or was it somewhere else? So I guess that's a big, you know, where we're at. So... But, you but know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people who are involved in this kind of research. And I'm not speaking for the whole community. I'm speaking purely based on the people I've talked to. But it seems like the majority of the Bigfoot researchers that I've interviewed tend to kind of be in that camp where they're talking more about biological animals and citing that kind of evidence, you know, both behavioral and trace evidence like scat and hair and things like yeah. that. You know, in the whole thing, you know, I'm going to hit it now. I guess that's if we're going to do this is hit it. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> it's the the whole missing footprint thing. Um, ah, there was a print and it disappeared. And my roots search and rescue for years underwater search and rescue. So working in almost impossible conditions to find things, you know, throw a rock in water, have somebody go diver, go out, look for it. And we're going to have to kill the screen on here. So, um, cause if not, it's going to drive me nuts. So get yourself a tape measure folks. You suddenly changed locations. That's actually one of, <laughs> yeah. that's actually one of the things I was going to talk to you about tonight, but yeah, I brought a tape measure. I see you have one also. Well, you know, the, the thing is, yeah. Mine is cloth- big and gaudy and yours is light and practical, but. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. Cloth, cloth tape measure. You can do one thing, two things. You can take and put a ring on the end of that cloth tape measure. So you end up something like this. Gives you a weight. Oh, I think I have that too. You so gave me one of these. You do, Aaron, have a kit I gave you. Yes. Yes. Oh, here it is. I should yeah. have taken this out earlier. 
But yeah, it's so, a tape measure with a ring on it. With the ring on the end. Now, we don't have to put that ring just on that tape measure. We can also put it on a known, known section. Now, this is a first aid kit I carry with me, and this is going to kind of come important because I don't have one of my hair kits with me. But you have paracord. So we've got some 550 cord paracord or whatever, known length. So this one's, you know, 16 foot. You put the ring on the end. I don't have my stake with me. Um, I did a presentation last night, and I ran out to the families for an event today and didn't have a kit. So I got this kit set up. You find your track. You now have a tape measure. So you have an official thing to look at, a, a known thing. It's not somebody's UG. It's not somebody's, you know, high top, and you have a actual known size. Because I get those prints all the time, or pictures all the time. It's like, I put my boot next to it. What size your shoe? You know? And it's a brand. It's going to be different, you know? I was going to say, a 10 is not a 10, is not also a 10, which is sometimes a 10 and a half and an 11. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, a size 10. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't have my well, I have my one of my tackle bags with me today because I have my niece and nephew in the car, so I had to take all my my stuff out. But first aid kit that I do keep in the car has two sizes of tongue depressor in it. Tongue depressor, guys. Tongue depressor has first aid tape. Guess what? I also usually has duct tape in one of these. But as I take the duct, I stick the stick. I take my first aid. You, Aaron, and your kit should have some cute little flags. Yeah. I absolutely that do. are in there. <laughs> so our friend Emily over at the Forest Floor, Emily was in the journey if you watch the journey. I sat and talked to her one day. She made these cute little flags that are really cute. They got patty on them and stuff like that. But I now oh, have I've an seen, evidence. I've seen those flags, yeah. I now, and Alex has used them in multiple things for beyond the trail. Here's my evidence marker. I find my footprint. I put it down. I now take my tape out with my little ring on it. I stick it down on here. Or I use a tent stake because I usually carry a tent stake with me. I can now make a circle. And this one's 120 or 120 inches, this particular tape is. Or my 10-foot piece of paracord. And I have a circle. Now, when I find my next one, I put another flag down. Now. When I put that flag down and I find that next thing, I'm going to measure it. I'm also going to take pictures of that 3D scanning app. I'm also going to take pictures from that spot. And at the 3D scanning app that I use, I can actually do like a room one, like a, uh, a real editor would do, so like using the 360 camera. So I can go back and look after I get home, document what you've got. Now you can measure this. The other nice thing about having the weight on there is I can throw it up over a tree or I can hook it on a branch or I can feed this through itself and have it cinch through. I'm going to have to pull about half of this part here, but I can cinch it around that tree or that branch so I can get my height. So now if I don't have that stake, it's there. Now, Aaron, what else is this? Or kind of this is more of a hint. 
if we're off uh, the list? Uh, I mean, you could. I'm trying to think of all the episodes of like TV shows I've watched. Oh, it's a first aid item. If you need to bind something or it's your cordage, it's your bind something, bind yeah, things, it's your thing. Cordage. cordage. <laughs> so carrying things like this are so important and finding that. Now, if you're along the way, you know, I carry UV flashlights. It's probably not going to work oh. so well on this thing. And you should have a little one in that kit. I so, guys, I, I make a little kit um, for doing hair collection. Uh, we have a UV uh, hair uh, collection uh, project that we're working on. Um, where we're trying to look at different hair samples. And the nice thing, if you, like Aaron's in the Southwest, it's great to look for your creepy crawlies. That may show up in your shoes in your camp in the middle of the night because your scorpions, your other stuff will glow. If you're on the coast, great way to find some other different sea life. But in Northeast, we used it. I used it with Alex last year when we were up in the Adirondacks to look at different mosses and stuff. But I make this really cool kit. But you can also go into your first aid kit. And most of your first aid kits have a set of tweezers. These one, This one did when I opened it 20 minutes ago. Did I dump it all over the floor? I dumped it all over the floor. Yeah, it's on the wrong side. So, sterile tweezers, your gloves, everything that's in your first aid kit, you can, and that's a whole other couple of hours. We're not going to go in that tonight, but <laughs> making sure. Tune in next week, folks, for First Aid 101 with Mark. <laughs> first Aid 101 that you can use for your DNA collection kit, for your hair collection kit. Um, that stuff is in there. Your first emergency blanket. Not that you want to blow through your whole kit, but two kits in your, your bag. Now you can cover, if you do take casting material, you can cover it over. Or you can cover that print and stake it all out. Ooh. So the little things I do when I find them. So the, what I'm saying is you find that first print, you can make that big circle. And you have a known area of and known distance where you can work on your stride length. You can take your pictures out. Then you can you find your next one. But by doing a circle, you're not going in a straight line. Most people think it's going to be in a straight line. Things get spread out. And I don't... It might work. So here's our Bigfoot. Here's our tree. Where'd my Bigfoot go? Hmm... The distance is here. Everybody can try this on. So big flashlight, Sharpie. Now switch them around, put the little one in front. And it's gone. Wow. Yeah. So the whole photo illusion. So folks, when they want to look for prints, they want to look right up next to the tree. Take three or four steps back from the tree and start your point there. Yep. And that's a lot of times I do too. carry that little that little paracord with you. Yeah, we oh, do. Uh, for anyone listening idea. to the anyone listening to the audio version, we have a great comment from Grant Rasha. Um, I always have a paracord bracelet, 200 feet of 750 paracord and a first aid kit, along with a lot of other things. When I go hiking, I tend yep. to overpack. I also overpack Grant. Um, I carry yes. a, I generally carry a small sling bag with me. Um that's the flashlight that I carry. This has UV in it, but it also has red. 
and green. And when we started looking at different hair and that's our, our hair collection project and that I kind of came up with my uh, zoologist buddy and uh, Doug Hijack, we were talking and we're like, hey, have you ever looked at hair with UV light? And UV light's a whole nother thing. We can spend hours and hours and Aaron, you got one in there because things like flying squirrels and possums here in the States will illuminate a, a pink or they kind of look pink underneath UV light with a naked eye where different marsupials um, in Australia have a teal color. And I put an article out to some of our folks. I don't know if you got that one the other day or not, that they found that cats come up with like a yellow. Well, I reached out to Doug and I said, has anybody ever looked at it with some of the different filters in a digital camera or, or, or cell phone? He went through and grabbed one of his hairs that he had that they, they think is really good. Doug Hijack there from Monster Quest. And that particular hair, there's no medulla inside that hair. And it just, it looks like a clear pink right through the, through the center of the hair. So those hairs have gone out to a friend, uh, Darby Orcott at North Carolina, North Carolina State University. And they're doing a free DNA study. So folks that have that hair or they had that and they didn't know where to go, it's going to charge them a million dollars for hair sample. North Carolina State University, so it's State University. Um, they're uh, basically doing the testing for free. There's a little form you got to fill out and stuff like that. So You're kidding me. Nope. And I can put you in touch with Darby for other future things. Alex has talked to him. Um, wow. it, it, Darby, you know, I was on the phone with him yesterday morning. I mean, they're, they're going. It's a simple little form. And... You know, there's there's some character things that they want to talk. They're going to do a quick little interview with you where the hair came from. And that's the big thing about documentation. And, you know, the forms that some of us use for documentation, they're, they're there. Um, I thought I had it pulled up, but I must have closed that document out. Um, it's there because the, the hair collection is, is there and how you're putting in envelopes and... Um, I mean, I do a whole thing about that kind of stuff. Um, it's the way to go. And going to hair, hair is is such a an interesting thing. And even colors are different. And when I would go back, what you said earlier about everybody has a different outlook on life. And, and an artist is going to look at one thing. And, you know, a, 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 a photographer is going to look at things. Uh, I had a witness from the Adirondack area reach out to me and say, Hey, Mike, I had a sighting. Um, and it was great. Well, what's great to me, what's great to you is somebody different. Looking at this wall behind me is about three shades different than what's coming up on the computer just because of what my settings are at. Mm -hmm. So what I told him to do, and I asked him very nicely and we're going to pat if he's listening to this, give him the credit. As I sent him to the local box store and said, hey, dude, go get yourself some paint samples. Those are all grays. But he came back and said, it's this color gray. But not only was it this color gray, he also saw these shades of gray and where it was on the body. But then 
Oh, besides the gray, it had a little bit of cinnamon in it. So now I can go to the local box store and look for those samples. It's something we can build a better documentation. So folks, if you're talking to a witness or you see those trees and you find that print next to a tree, it's also, you can also do what they call panatones. So there's actually official colors like paint, you know, going like the paint samples, but these are industry color standards. So I actually have a, a, a submission form that I'm just looking at colors of hair. But the thing with that is going back and pulling up a little reference guide of, you know, what might be medicinal plants or edible plants or trees in the area and looking at those colors. So when Pat got in and telling me, hey, I saw this, it was this color. I said, Pat, can you go back and that road crossing that you saw, can you tell me what was in that area? When he mm -hmm. comes back, it's pine with a little bit of maple, but it's those silvers, those blacks that he would, and that cinnamon that he was seeing, you could put those colors right up and they would blend with the tree. So that whole thing about nature's camouflage, you know, mm -hmm. looking at a, a wild boar or something like that. And if you've ever been in the woods or hunted wild boar, they blend right in with that gray or something like that. You know, it's, you know, the runner that's out there wearing his, gray and black and running down the road at five o'clock in the morning and blended into the, the tarmac we're just mm -hmm. still it's kind of those things you know so the data collection is just where i'm at i'm constantly trying to look at more data but like i said on the cheap you want to talk to somebody and somebody's across the country send them out for a sample well, these are such these are such accessible tools. Like, yeah, you know, I would never have thought of going to Home Depot and picking up, you know, paints, color samples in like cryptid research. Like, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. And and you know, the accessibility to DNA research that's not something that anybody had access to not too long ago. And now, no, you can fill out a form and deal with these folks. That's that's just. That's and fantastic. you're going to get you're going to get your results there. I mean, there, there's right. there, there's there's so many things. And and we interviewed him on our pot in Darby on, on Where's My Sage. Like I said, we do ghosts. We do Bigfoot. We do. We've had multiple friends from Naked and Afraid on talking about their some of their experience. We had Jet Taylor from the Food Network on, you know, how life's journey. You know, like I said, what do you taste? What do you smell? What do you get in the woods? It's all something that folks document. It's not just going out in mm -hmm. the woods and. Bang and I don't like banging on trees anymore. I'm done with that. Um, I'm done with banging pretty much, and uh, you know, a lot of the whoops and hollers and calls. And the reason I kind of gave up on that is I was at an event with a gentleman, and my buddy and I had been to this this area a week earlier, and we're like, this is awesome. The, you know, if we talk to, you know, the guys up at the, the OP, if we look at the discovery where, the, you know, Shane and those guys up there with the Olympic project are like, hey, this is what we got. We got salmon streams. We got this. and We got that. Well, my area in New York, very similar, but we have trout instead of the salmon in the stream. We do have landlocked salmon, but we have some of that, again, looking at the edible plants, comparisons around the country. Um, and even saying that, comparing around the country, the Panatone idea. After I did the paint thing, I reached out to Matt Larson from Central Florida, who Matt's or who Alex has been out with in Florida, and he's the one. is is a photojournalist said, "Hey, Panatones are an, an international color." But what I'm getting at is, we thought it was a great area, food, shelter, the whole shebang. 
And this gentleman said, hey, you and I, Mike, you need to go look here. You really need to go look here. And I'm like, why do I need to go look there? He goes, I'm in there all the time, man. I'm in there doing knocks and I'm doing screams and I'm getting calls back and I'm going, I can't go there anymore. It's a dead area because everybody's seen it on TV or they've seen it on this and they want to do the screams. They want to do the yells. But that's not what's going on in nature at that time. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're artificially doing that. And it's just something that's in within the last year and a half. And, in, and it's like, hey, Todd, you're you're doing screams. And then somebody else thinks it's a cool area and they're doing screams. You're just screaming at you all there all night long. You're having an argument out there in the woods. <laughs> just yelling at each other. Yeah. Well, and if, if, if you're in a loose, like, again, it's all theoretical, but if you're an animal that wants to remain elusive, and people are congregating on a specific spot, you know, yep. uh, that you that you recognize as another species, as a potentially threatening or invasive species. You're probably going to dip out. Is is what I would do, you know, yeah. just but to I, just to. I mean, know, the thing is, you, you know, I know some guys got some some good audio, you know, up in that Buck Mountain area just recently, and it, it was Al, I think Alex and the boys, you know, but taking something like the Merlin Bird app. And running the Merlin Bird app, which is free from Cornell University. And that one, I know I got that screen up here. Where is Merlin? Go back to my share screen again. Great comment from Grant Rasha. I want to make sure I got to um, Alex and Eli don't make things up like some YTs YouTubers. Uh, they present what they have seen and heard. Yes, I agree with that resoundingly. Wanted and to get that up. That's why I go out with them. So, so this is the Merlin Bird app from Cornell. Ooh, bird! It is a <laughs> twofold. Not only can you see the audio being recorded, so you actually get a visual. Like everybody says, use Audacity and everything else. But it's a bird identifier. So I've been out in places and they're like, oh, this is what it is. And you're like, no, that screams an owl or it's a heron or it's a, you know, something, a crow. And this app is really good at doing that analyzation of the audio. So because you'll get owls that will sound like primates when they're out there, especially during mating season. So having an app like that on your, again, carrying that second phone or carrying that, that data tablet with you it is, and you don't have to go get an expensive one. The cheapest one you can, well, you want to get the cheapest, cheapest one because you want some battery power. But there and, are affordable, you know, secondary yeah, devices I, I, you can. You I have know, a backup one that's like 40 bucks that my thermal plugs into because we have a little teeny tiny Seek thermal that I actually put on the side uh, mirror of the car. And then we put it on a red hot color so you're not messing your night vision. And we can do road work with that for any, you know, animals removing before we grab, you know, like one of my big ATNs or something like that. You know, <laughs> this this beast. So this is the one I used in the journey, you know, that we got some of the film footage. But uh, this bad boy is good for a human target for identification at a half mile heat signature at two miles. That's physically intimidating to me. And wow. and it records audio. So the best thing about it is it gets gets my scream and it gets my yelling when, oh, my God, I found something. Um, when we were here in the Adirondacks last year, we had this little one. I usually carry it on like a chest mount. And 
hit calls with us and he he's got a night vision and he's walking towards a bear and alex has got his pulsar and i've got my atn here and luckily i actually got to go out with my sales rep from the company and he set that up for me in or in uh in florida i've got out every laser last year but we're like there's a bear we can see the bear. You can't hear it. We, you can hear the conversation and it's all, you know, got recorders going, but I've got it, you know, mixed with the thermal. You know, you can see him like, dude, come on back. Come on back. There's something there. You know, you oh know I don't want to, and I don't want to walk in with skunk either. So having that thermal is another, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lifesaver. So, you know, tactical Bigfoot research indeed, my friend. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bear. There's a bear. There's a bear, you know, and you just, you got to be safe when you're out there, folks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely always go prepared. I think we sometimes see the documentaries and we see stuff on YouTube. We're like, oh, I could go out there and do that. But then, you know, <clears throat> you watch what guys like you and Alex and Eli do where all this preparation goes in and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm going to need water and shelter and possibly first aid. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting ready to go out next week somewhere and I'm like, I was at a, I, I did a presentation and I did it with some paranormal folks. And one of the guys has got like the motion sensor lights from Harbor Freight, real cheap, you know, under $10 ones, you know, because they use it for the ghost stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I think I need to get a couple of those because we're going to be in moose and bear country for perimeter stuff. I don't know how mm -hmm. it's going to work. I mean, I've got trip wires and <laughs> I've got little, um, PTZ cameras that pan, tilt, zilt, you know, and track. And a lot of times that's, that's why I have the little MiFi is I run my own security system when I'm out there and leave them on the car, make one, make sure nobody's stealing my gear because it goes to my phone if I've got signal, but it's going to track motion. And that's why, you know, it's covering, I mean, the tactical stuff came because came from the knife end of stuff and, that's where we came and for a long time. I didn't put my name out there. Seth is the first one to really put my full name out on things. Well, it's a great, it's a great name. Yeah. It's catchy. It makes you think it also speaks to the nature of what you're doing, approaching this stuff, you know, very yeah. pragmatically and tactically, tactically, you know, yeah. um, we do, I want to get to a couple audience questions before we come up on the hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm sorry. I talk too much. No, 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 no. I've always said the ideal interview is one where the guest is teaching me something, which is what happened uh, today. So sounds like the bill to... sounds like the bills are losing. I'm sorry. There was some screaming oh, in the background. Oh, foot, football's me. happening again. Isn't yeah. It? So upstairs are watching it. And they're screaming. And I think I got a bunch of Giants fans up there, uh, which means my co-host partner in crime is probably screaming because she's a Buffalo Bills fan. So. <laughs> if anybody can fill me in on that that'd be great to know <laughs> before i don't like go upstairs no. listening yeah i'm admittedly ignorant to the the climate of the sports stuff um <laughs> anyway though we do have a question from gil favor <laughs> i don't know anything about sports you guys honestly uh do you see mainstream science becoming more involved with this subject in the future I actually was really excited for this when i saw it in the feed so i i do um you know amy boo and set up Project Zoo Book, um, which a lot of those 90% of the scientists and folks are behind closed doors because of their, their jobs um, and they're afraid of their positions. But with the amount of shows, you know, that are out there, the STM stuff and how you guys put things out there without the bull, the finding Bigfoot stuff, you know, Doug's, you know, monster quest that got to start in Legend Meat Science, that kind of stuff. 
you know, it, it's there. The interest is there. The findings of more and more of our cousins, as we want to put it, you know, around the globe. You know, it seems like we found another relative somewhere on that family tree only every other, you know, year, it seems lately. Um, and we're finding more structures that are older than we think. It's just, we really have no idea where we're going. Uh, Rista, thank you. Christy, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, used to running a podcast. I run this, so kind of used to looking at the stream feed. But <laughs> it's there with Darby and his team. And, I mean, when I say team, it's just not one guy. Um, doing the, doing the North Carolina thing. I mean, he's got everybody from my, my cross, my cross, yeah, I can't say it tonight. Basically the guy's got a giant electron microscope and get down to like, geek, you know, but so many different disciplines, uh, are coming on board with this. And here's, here's, here's my thing, folks, Bigfoot aside, if you have kids, family, I want you to take a look at the paranormal, be it Aaron's big, his werewolf and that kind of thing. And going out and recent that research in the paranormal Bigfoot's my thing. And I enjoy the journey on that. No pun intended to go along with our followers. Which is the name of the movie. Yes. You know, <laughs> look at the benefits of Bigfooting. So I just showed you a burning app. So if you're a birder, you can use that. 3D scanning stuff for the artist, for the kid that wants to learn about nature. You have to first aid. You're going to go out in the woods, learn first aid because somebody may fall. I'm mean, like, so I said, carry two first aid kits, you know, or carry one of my, you know, carry a kit or something like that. Educate yourself. Learning how to, I mean, I know in, in this group right now, some of the backgrounds, there's a research librarian in there. Learning weather. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a drone a drone pilot. I mean, I had to, to learn all that kind of stuff. But make it fun. Make it a family event. You know, uh, my buddy Jay from Wisconsin, you know, he gets out there with his kids. But his kids are learning nature. The health benefits of getting out there and walking. The bonding mm -hmm. with friends and family. You know, it, and I'm going to give a plug for Monster Fest for a reason. We sat around last year at Monster Fest, and we realized we were a family. You guys that are watching, the, the squad members, I'm a squad member as well, um, we're a family. Um, I got into this, like I said, being out on surgery and started as a joke where I went to Google to see if there was a Bigfoot sightings near me because one of my buddies said he was related to Bigfoot. And that in turn found a sighting down the street. And as I did a deeper dive and then started sitting on a couch, I was sitting on the couch. And then it was Beast of Whitehall. And that hooked me because of my career, which pulled me to Buck and why I wanted to, you know, I, I was very honored to join the team to go up there. I went up there. I had two kidney stones and three hernias that weekend. Climbed those mountains with the guys. Passed the stone the next morning after Alex dragged us up Mount Hadley. Um and this, you know, has been documented on multiple, you know, podcasts with Seth and, and Mark. Then with Andy ate chicken when I should have eaten a burger um, and got like food poison. 
on that trip. So my interview, where I look on the ant, yeah, I got two kidney stones and three hernias and did that hike to the top of that mountain. But the family and the camaraderie of those guys, and I consider everybody part of the SDM is, is family. Um, that's that. Last night, like I said, I did an event and I, lo I looked around the audience and I said, did anybody come here by themselves? And they're like, no, you came with friends and family. That's what this community does. It brings everybody together if we can. And I don't care if you're on the woo side of things, if you're the flesh and blood side of things, stop arguing, folks. Because we got, we all, like I said earlier, we can all learn from everybody. And it's that almost fanatical behavior that we're going to miss the young kid. And, and I got interviewed by a nice young gentleman, uh, Daniel, uh, from, from England. And he calls me, him and his dad, constantly. Um, and he's bigfooting over, over there in the U.K., we might lose that kid that might be the next Jane Goodall, that next Albert Einstein that was interested in science or interested in the woods and nature and horticulture and might find that cancer thing because they learned about the, the medicinal plants that are out there. Um, so try to keep that thought that we really need to be a, a, a true community, a true family. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a couple, uh, Scott D was in there a little earlier, you know, and it's just, it's great. It's, it's where it goes. And what was that last one there? Grant? Uh, I, I, I wasn't looking at what I was doing and I clicked something without reading it. So I don't even know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a mistake. Well, you know, Grant, <laughs> I, I, I see your comment there. Take a deep dive into what I shared just a little bit tonight and apply it. And last night I did talk to a police officer in what you can take from this into your career. Again, an engineer, what can an engineer give us with the three scanning, the 3d printers, mm -hmm. um, Joe Purdue from West Virginia. I know they do a lot with 3d scanners and 3d printers. And when I said it, well, how can you, well, you guys are doing it at this point, but at least I got somebody starting to take photos in photography, you know, it's, it's, it's there. Uh, I'm sorry. I kind of, made that a little bigger than I should have here. So. No, that was fantastic. I was literally about to say, this is one of my favorite shows we've done um, for this, for this show. Cause like we've never had a Bigfoot hunting tutorial on here before. And like your perspective on this stuff, I think is so healthy and uh, organic and it makes sense. And like, that's why people like me and a lot of the community are drawn to your work and enjoy talking with you. And that's why I was so excited to have you on the show, man. So no, thank you so much. I, like, yeah, I, And there are days that I just go, I'm walking away from this. And then literally I will get hit in the face with a rock. And I've had that happen on Buck Mountain. And I can't, those are the kind of things that make me go, what was that? What caused that? We weren't underneath something. There wasn't that kind of, foliage or, or, or that in it, it, it's, you know, those are the things that we talk about with that buck, you know, and, and to go back to that buck mountain spot. I mean, my buddy's ashes are scattered up there because he was so, you know, in there. And the last time I really got to talk to him was at that place. Um, so the spiritual connotations, yeah, there might be some spiritual connotations and soul and everything else like that. Again, it's part of that journey of life. So yeah. I, Seth hit it right on. So everybody that kind of goes, what? It's that friendship. It's that bond. It's that that go. It's not all. You're not always gonna 
find something when you're out there. That first that first time I ever went out, nothing happened. That's when I knew it was worth going out. If somebody mm-hmm. threw me a Bigfoot right in front of my face the first time I went, I'm like, I'm being hoaxed. I'm out of here. I've yeah. not seen one. <laughs> you know? But I've seen enough stuff and talked to enough people. That's what keeps me going. Yeah. So it's more about, and again, this isn't a pun either, but it's more about the journey than it is about it, 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 it really proving is. that it, there's Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's our joke with where's my sage. You know, you use sage to cleanse yourself. But your martial artist, your yogi, those are sage, your teachers, the folks you meet. Like I said, there are no experts in this field of Bigfoot or the paranormal. But we have subject matter experts on light and sound and flashlights that we can reach out to and say, can you help us with this topic? Mm-hmm. That's how to look at things. That's the sage advice. That's the journey, the path that we're all on. So, man, I love that. Uh, I knew you were going to have good stuff to say. I did not think that we were going to get uh, this uh, this awesome of an interview. I can't. I don't even have words for this. This is so cool, man. <laughs> I really uh, appreciate you, man. We've been trying to Always sit and talk it. for years. You know, I know so. we've been we 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 run into each other every so often, but this is the first time we've had a proper interview. So, man, thank you so much. Well, um, and if people come to Monster Fest, they're going to hear me blabber about a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. So, heck yes, heck yes, come to Monster Fest. You can meet Mike, talk more with him about what we've been discussing tonight. Um, I'll be there if they let me in. Uh, <laughs> but we are at the top of the hour, so I do want to go ahead and let you get back to your family. Thank um, you, absolutely, man. No, thank you, thank you to everybody who came out tonight. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your comments or your questions. Um, we do try to get to everybody, but it's a good problem to have. So many of you guys show up. We're not always able to. So thank you so much. Um, Mike, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. I will talk with you soon. Everybody have a fantastic night. See you all. I appreciate it. See you later. You've been listening to the small town monsters broadcasting network. If you enjoyed this show, consider giving it a like review rating or sharing it with a friend. And be sure to visit smalltownmonsters.com for more info about this and other STM projects.